0: Whether you feel it or not, you know, like I say, I know everybody didn't have a wonderful experience with mom or dad, but let's, uh, I'll tell you what, let's just, uh, let's close our eyes and hold our hands up and just say, Jesus, Jesus. Thank, you thank you for blessing me. Thank you for setting me free, thank you for setting me free. From, generational curses, from generational curses, from my own self. But I choose to bless my mom right now. I bless her going out. I bless her coming in. I honor her. I honor her for giving me life. Lord, bless her. If she's alive, bless her, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We honor and respect Jesus. Jesus jesus and i just feel like at the end of the service i feel like some people need to come up here at the altar and get things talk to the lord about it because i feel like you know i don't know what i'd feel like i i had a i don't know what it would be like to have a mom that you know wasn't there or whatever but you know god will bless you you'll you'll see that and Hey, you know, it's it's like Jesus when he was on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And I think many times moms and dads, they don't know what they're doing, you know. And I'm not speaking that as funny. It's, they don't realize what they're doing. They don't realize how tender and, you know, they just don't know the damage they can. They don't know. And, Lord, I've been guilty. I've been guilty. I've been guilty of being too harsh, and you can be guilty of being too lenient. You can be guilty of a lot of things, but praise, just say praise God for the blood. If you, and if you're a mom right now, I pray God blesses you, blesses you with wisdom, supernatural wisdom and knowledge to know how to raise up a child in this generation, Lord. Strength, anointing, power, confidence, joy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all can sit down. The reason I decided to show that uh, revival video is we got a temp meeting coming up. is around June 22nd, I think, correct? 22nd, 23rd. It's a ways off, but really not that far. And I, I believe I've been going to meetings, prayer meetings with uh, Pastor James's church and Pastor Paul's church. They've been having three or four prayer meetings a week for, since before the election. And they're all calling out. They're calling out for revival. Of course, we've been calling out for revival ever since the 150 corridor started. But uh, we had the National Day of Prayer. And uh, it, was, it was really good. But I heard three or four of those pastors, they were calling out for revival, which I'd never, I'd never heard that before. Something is cooking in the atmosphere. And I, uh, I sent a message out to all of them. I said, thank you for being a part of the National Day of Prayer. Thank you for all you do for the kingdom. Lord bless you and your church with revival. And I'm not telling who the pastor was. Hey, Pastor Mark, you beat me to it. I really appreciate you getting, to, getting us together. We need to do that as a group outside of National Day of Prayer. We need to gather maybe once a month to pray for revival. Thank you, my friend, and God bless you, and God bless America. Now, you got to remember something. I think I've invited several of them because we've been doing that for years. years, 12, 14 years. I don't know how long, but the ground is ready now. You know, the ground is ready for different churches to get together and they're not what you call Pentecostal spirit filled whatever you want, to, whatever tag you want to put on it, but they're willing to come together and pray. So I'm just praying as we come together and pray that there'll be no offense, that there can be freedom and we won't go. Well, you ain't got it because of this. And I don't think anybody do that. But and other people going, whoa, that's too wild for me. I just, I just pray we can be who we are, and uh, just be praying about that because I'd love to see these. You got the Christian Church. You got the New Testament Christian Church. You've got the Baptist. Not a Baptist church. It's a uh, crossing the name of it i think it's a christian church i think basically we got three christian churches and a methodist church and so uh and i pointed out the other night i said the Methodist john wesley birth revival and i said and you guys the christian church you came from cane ridge so i think they're starting to get hungry let's just pray that the elders and deacons don't shut it down Because I know a church in this town that the pastors got spirit-filled three times and got removed from office. So uh, we don't want, I don't want that curse to happen to anybody, but Lord God will just be praying about it. Because we don't have the answer, but Holy Spirit does, doesn't he? So, uh, y'all, how many of y'all plan on going out to eat today? No? Well, I, I didn't know. I don't want to hold you just for. I've got a message, and I think it's a good one, but I don't want to. I don't want to keep us longer than you know. Y'all want more, or okay, okay, okay. I, okay. I just I respect your time on days like this, you know, because if you can go be with your mama or something, praise God. Usually, thank you, brother. Usually, uh. Thank you, brother. Got it. No, way, wait, wait, it's not quite square. Come here a minute. No, no. <laughs> Is somebody having a class today? I don't know. Oh, really? Well, see, I, that's, who's doing? Yes, please. I didn't know. I must have missed it. No, I didn't know that. No, I think, did you see them up here waving the flags, man? Wasn't that beautiful? That was. Man, they were in the spirit, weren't they? Well, dun, 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 dun. Well, what else? I could fill something in, I guess. Oh, yeah, give a testimony. No dance? Okay, okay, no dance. Here, Donna, you can give a testimony. You sure? You don't want to hear a testimony? Not a testimony. It's just a testimony. It's a moany. I didn't even get a chuckle. You guys are too young. You guys are too young. Go to Nehemiah chapter eight. If you want to follow. Y'all, how many of y'all read Nehemiah? What's the basic, what's the basic subject of Nehemiah? Rebuilding. Rebuilding the wall and the gates of the wall, right? That's not what this is about today. But Nehemiah found out he was, they were captive, and Nehemiah found out what had happened to the walls and the gates of Jerusalem and he was very distressed and very sad and very broken about it. He wept over his city, Jerusalem, which Jerusalem means teaching of peace, New Testament. It's a city of peace, double peace. So Jerusalem means peace. Salem means peace, Jerusalem, city of peace, whatever. <laughs> you know, there's lots of different definitions, but it was occupied by the enemy. The wall and the gates were torn down. In verse 8, or chapter 8, verse 10, and you got to remember, all the stuff that happened between the beginning of this thing, they went and he got favor with the king. Say, so he got favor with the king to rebuild the wall. Say, so he got favor with the king to rebuild the wall. And he had no material to do it with, but he had favor with the king to get all the material he needed, all the help he needed. Everything he needed was provided by the king. Kind of speaks to me. So they worked on this wall. They worked day and night. Sometimes Santa Belt, the, I think it was Santa Belt was the evil one, wasn't he? One of the two, and they kept giving a bad report. Even if a fox jumps on the wall, it'll fall down, and this and that. When they couldn't discourage them this way, they said, Look, if you don't give up on this wall, we're gonna turn you in and they're gonna take you out. He was he was a picture of Satan, the deceiver and the liar, and so the accuser of the brethren. But they worked and they worked. They worked day and night. They could have quit. It said they even worked with a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other hand. They had to sit there and protect themselves from the enemy while they were laying bricks or stones. So they, were, they could have got discouraged. They could have dropped out. But then, like you said, brother, your mama made you persevere. I like that. I've seen kids start piano lessons like I did one time. I wanted to play the piano so bad. So mom went out and bought one of them 4,000-pound pianos, and dad had to get it home. And So I took lessons for about ah, probably three weeks. And when I couldn't play Beatles songs and stuff, I'm like, this is... Stepping up, stepping down, then a I'm like, what is this? I didn't sign up for this. So I'm quitting, Mom. No, you're not quitting, son. Of course, you know, when it was practice time, 30 minutes you had to practice every day. I'd run back and forth to the kitchen to look at the clock. So <laughs> she tried. Obviously, i you got the piano, but I didn't. But she did make me stick in there and, and finish what I'd started. So in Nehemiah ten, he said, he said to them, go. He had a celebration, a, a banquet. And they brought the word of God out. And the word of God convicted them. And they all fell into repentance for their sins. And then he said, and this is a verse we pull out. He said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portion to those from whom nothing is prepared, for this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. I don't think there would have been no joy of the Lord there if they had not completed the task that God asked them to do. I mean, I've been in places, I've been in meetings where the joy came and people were in laughter and stuff, but true joy goes deeper than that. Joy that you can hold on to and joy you can walk with is deeper than that. Go to uh, Matthew 25, verse 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside them. You think he was excited? I doubled your money, dude. His Lord said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. The Holy Spirit didn't just go, joy. It's like you have completed what I gave you to do. You have persevered. You invested my money. You did right for me. You worked the fields. You did the harvest. Praise God. Enter into the joy. There's great joy when you complete a work. There's great joy. Hey, how many of y'all got a job the first time, a real job, where you actually got a paycheck? Can you remember that? Can you remember getting your first paycheck? It's like, whoa, I'm getting paid for this. And there's joy in that. I'm not saying the same kind of joy the Lord gives, but there's joy in completing a task, especially a hard task, right? Y'all agree? Matthew 13, the parable of the hidden treasure. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid for joy over it, and he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. He gave up everything he had. He cashed in everything he had so he could buy this one field sometimes you have to give up the kingdom of God sometimes you give up your how many of y'all I won't say that maybe some of y'all gave up dreams when you came to the kingdom anybody give up and I know we gained everything but anybody give up dreams for the future Your, your future plans were something different is that anybody but me Donna and I had it all planned out, man. When we, when I turned 49 years old and got to retire from the phone company, we was going to get in a camper or a van or a motorcycle, and we was going to go all around the country and just do that. Hey, praise God, we're mostly stay-at-home people now. But God changed our heart, amen, and it's a good thing. He's changed our heart towards his heart for our life, and we might get to do that yet, but it's okay. It's for his kingdom, isn't it? Amen. Hebrews 12.1. Therefore we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endeared such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary, say weary, and discouraged in your souls what's your soul it's your mind it's your will your emotions what gives you bad thoughts when you're in the middle of worship and you get this where'd that come from that kind of thing your soul worn against your spirit y'all ever had some kind of image come into your mind it's like whoa where'd that come from i'm born again and washed in the blood where'd that come from used to when i first started coming to church it's like what did I gave this stuff up, where this came from. But you know the longer you walk and the more battles you fight in, you get wise to the and you know how to you know how to fight, but until you know how to fight, you just got to persevere, don't you? Yes. Praise the Lord, I've learned to fight a little bit. You have not yet resisted the bloodshed striving against sin. So Jesus said, for the joy, that it was set before him. He endured the cross. He endured the cross. He persevered. He held fast to his faith. He held fast to his mission because he knew what the cross was. They, You could drive up, not drive, <laughs> you could walk up and down the streets of Rome and you could see crosses everywhere. It was their means of capital punishment. There was lots of people hanging on crosses in Rome. And it was the most gruesome death that's ever been devised, I guess. So he knew what he was getting ready to face. He knew what it was like to get 39 lashes with a cat of nine tails. He knew it would literally rip the flesh off your bones. He knew all that and went into it with joy. Well, no, I, I, won't, I won't even say he had joy. It says, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He endured the cross. And I know I've said it a million times. Hey, the joy that was set before him was us. Well, it was, but that wasn't all of it. The joy that was set before him was doing the Father's will to completing the task he'd started. That was the joy that was set before him. He wasn't a quitter. He wasn't a candy. I haven't heard that word in 40 years. That used to be a sissy, a candy. You know, that was the joy that was set before him was finishing the race and us, praise God, but we were part of, if he hadn't finished the race, guess what? We wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be meeting here today. If he hadn't died, he couldn't have rose again. If he didn't rise again, we'd have nothing to believe in, right? So he finished the race. He endured the cross, and it also says he despised the shame. He despised the thoughts, the Son of God, the Christ Christ, Hanging on a cross, naked, before the world. Can you imagine? Can you imagine yourself being put in that place? But he was the son of God. He should have been respected above all things, but he was tore down. He was whipped. He was beaten. He was cursed. He was spat upon. He was uh, ignored. He was, uh, by his own people, by his own family, even thought he was crazy. I mean, everybody at one point in time turned against Jesus. And it got dark, and the father even had to turn his back towards him. So he knew all this. He endured the cross. He despised the shame. And then he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He had to do that. He had to be elevated. He had to be elevated and made high, high above all things. So we should learn something from this. Isaiah 55. Go there. I want you all to read along with me. I just want you to know I got a clue for you. Things don't always go according to your plans. Have you noticed that? If you notice that rarely do things go according to your plans. When your plans are His plans, everything works smoothly. Still hard, but you don't get disappointed near as much when you're making plans that you haven't consulted Him with first. And we've done that in the kingdom. We've done that. We've done that in meetings. We've done that in uh, things that. We thought the Lord showed us, but we didn't wait on him, right? Ho, everyone who thirsts. Who's that? Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty? What did he say? Come to the waters. If you have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me. And eat what is good, some of y'all trying to do that now, some of y'all trying to get your bodies in shape. you're eating what is good, not what you're drawn to, like ain't Janet's uh biscuits and gravy and uh and i didn't have I didn't have any pastries, but they look really good. they were. <laughs> Let your soul delight in abundance. Ah, my soul. What's abundance of soul? Peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. In my soul. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. In my soul. I've got love like the ocean. I've got love like the ocean. That's surfing. I've got love like the ocean in my soul. In my soul. Let your soul delight in his abundance. He said he came to give us an abundant life. That means no lack, man, no lack. Not things, man, but spiritual things. Incline your ear. Hello? Come to me, here, and your soul will live. Hear what? The word of God. Hear the word of God, and your soul will live. Praise God. I will make an everlasting covenant with you, the sure mercies of David. Indeed, I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you will call a nation you do not know. And nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God. Nations that don't know you will run to you. America don't know God any more than a, has no clue. America doesn't know God at all. There's a remnant, but America does not know the word of God, the precepts of God, the commandments of God. They don't know. But because of you, they'll read you. It's getting wicked out there, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte, which I'm not bragging really at all because she's, she's quiet. She She's quiet about the things of God, real quiet. But she was at school, and there was some... Boy that stood up in the front of the whole class. I don't know where the teacher was, but said, How many of y'all sissies believe in God and Jesus and Christian? How many of y'all are a Christian? And she went, just, just barely, but another another young man did, and two out of a class of 30. That's the kind of intimidation that kids are facing today at school. That's the kind of world they live in, man. You've got people, you've got an Antichrist spirit that's openly challenging your faith. Yeah. That ain't right. But it's the world. And until we see this revival move, it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. What can I say online? Can I say anything about Highland Hills? Sure I can. I was told by somebody that goes there that there the girls have kind of a not a club, but it's kind of like if you don't lose your virginity before you get in high school, it's like and with casual, it's like this is the kind of pressure. These young ladies and young men are going through right. It ain't right. I agree, but that's what they're dealing with. So we got to stand up. We got to believe for this revival. It's already started. But Lord God, in Jesus' name, Lord, to raise, train our children up in the way they should go. For those that are strong enough to make it in public school, praise God. But man, if you can homeschool or if you can do something different, do it. Because it's a sacrifice. It's a joy that's set before you. It's a sacrifice to do that. A great sacrifice. And I commend anybody that could do it, because I don't know that I can handle it. But you can do all things through G. If he calls you, you can do it. And nations, America, who does not know you, will run to you. Say, run to you. America will run to the gospel. Because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel. Who's that? I think he's talking about Jesus, the Holy One of Israel. For he has glorified you. Seek the Lord. Say, seek the Lord. Lord. Say, I will seek the Lord while he can be found. I will call upon him when he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. And he will have what? Mercy, you return to the Lord, he'll have mercy on you, praise God. He don't expect you to hang out and stay there. He don't expect you to go back to the dump. He expects you to follow him, obey him, love him, love people into the kingdom of God. He has got such a calling on y'all. He will abundantly pardon for my thoughts. This is God. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Guess what? God, don't think like you. If you're born again, you should think like him. But he don't think like your unrenewed mind at all. When you when you read the commandments or you look at a church and go, oh, they're kind of legalistic. They believe this and that and this and that. Is, it, is that the word of God? If it's the word of God, it's still the word of God. Amen? Yes. Hadn't changed. Your ways are not my ways, says the Lord, for as heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. In other words, dude, you don't have a clue. Just shut up and listen to me for a minute. He wouldn't say that. I would, though. And my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down, that's good. As the rain comes down in the snow from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me void. Say God's word. Will not return to him void. But it will accomplish what he pleases, and it will prosper in the thing I sent it for. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth before you. There'll be shouts of joy and all the trees of the field will clap, will clap their hands. All the trees of the fields will clap their hands. Trees of the fields will clap their hands. Trees of the fields will clap their hands hands as you go out with joy. See, it's good to learn these little songs. Man, you got all the scripture in you now. Praise the Lord. You will go out with joy. Joy, 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 joy. It means when you walk out of here, you go out of here with joy. You don't go out of here, oh, I'm so defeated. Oh, I'm so bummed out. Oh, I've got sin that needs to be dealt with. When you got sin that needs to be dealt with, you go here. You go here and you get it right with God. You don't leave here carrying a bag of sin. But so often people are intimidated, and they, they, they don't want, they're afraid somebody's going to judge them. Hey, you know, I could care less what you think about me. How many of y'all was rebels? Let me ask you a question. Did you give a rip what anybody thought about you when you was listening to Motley Crue and Alice Cooper and Stepan, and you're going, what's that? <laughs> Some of them know. Let me think. What's a new one? I don't know. I don't even know what a popular band is now, a demonic one. Is there any demonic ones left? Probably most of them, right? All of them? Hell, I don't know. Like I say, I've been out of the loop for a while. But uh, anyway, be led with peace. The mountains and the hills will break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it will be to the Lord for a name, for an everlasting sign that he will not be cut off. So I want you to look at joy as something. I mean, I like to laugh. I like to laugh. How many of y'all ever been laughing in the spirit? Have you ever had that happen to you? Is it cool? It's great, isn't it? I remember the first time I experienced that was at Brownsville. And when I fell out the first time, I fell out and I was crying like a baby, which I don't don't do that. But I was crying like a baby. And almost, you know, probably for two or three minutes, it's kind of hard to put time together when you're like that. And then you know what? the, the, the yeah the crying turned into extreme laughter it was like whoa it was like a switch got flipped so you know you repent and you weep over your life your sins and whatever was going on and then great laughter great joy comes after that so great joy comes from surrender to the lord great joy comes when you don't give up great joy comes when you finish the race so I want you to remind y'all don't please don't give up God is not giving up on you he's not giving up on your destiny he's not giving up on your plans that he has given you because man we've been waiting a long time for this last revival Really we've been waiting a long time and I've seen people drop out and say ah ain't hey. That, that ain't God. That ain't what's going to happen. I've heard people say, no, there's not going to be a revival. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. And believe me, it will get worse and worse. But I think we've got a reprieve coming. I believe we're going to see a mighty move of God. And when I start seeing denominational churches calling out for revival, people are getting hungry and thirsty for a move of God. And they don't even know what it is yet. Of course, we don't know what the next one's going to be, but praise God. See, just, pray, just give a big hand of applause for God moving on denomination. The Christian church, praise God. The Methodist church, Faith Harvest, we all need a move of God, don't we? Praise the Lord. And praise the Lord for sending uh, Randy and Joanna. I needed a fresh touch, didn't you? Who didn't need a fresh touch? Please hold your hand up because I want you to pray for me. Well, let's stand up again. If you need prayer, I'd love to pray for you. But, Lord, bless them going out. Bless them coming in. Bless them with a hunger and a thirst for you and your righteousness, Jesus. Lord, bless this church to know you, to follow you, to hear you clearly, Jesus. Lord, thank you. You're mapping out our direction. Oh sweet wind won't you blow over me jesus y'all need prayer come on up and get prayer